Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! I'd like to thank you once again for listening to another edition of The Outsider's Edge. Like always, it's your boy Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. Uh, we are without Carl tonight. He has uh, some family duties, as always. But I got my boy Kyle with me, as always. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing great. Shout out to Carl for appearing on the show for as many weeks as he did without family overtaken. And we look forward to having him back and... This is definitely the first time we're recording this intro tonight. First time only. No, of course. Not the, yeah, yeah, I don't even know why you mentioned that at all. But yes, Carl, I'm proud of you for making three in a row. I'm proud of you. Um, but before I introduce uh, his replacement for the night, uh, our special guest for the evening, I have some news. So we've been with Social Suplex from the very beginning, and we are still rocking the Social Suplex flag. We still rock with them. We're still on Social Suplex Podcast Network. But we have been given the opportunity to go move in a new block. And we have uh, started, we have signed a deal, and officially next week we will be a member as well of the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find us on both Social Suplex Podcast Network and Chairshot Radio Network. And with me tonight, I have the illustrious host of Pod is War and my new co-host of the appropriately named Chairshot Radio. I got with me Mr. Velvet Pipes, the Rev himself. This is my second time doing this. Mr. Christopher Platt, what's happening? Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. And to quote Simi and Prince Akeem, I am very happy to be here. Beautiful. <laughs> I, so I, I wanted to say this the first time, but I, but I want to say this now. It is amazing to me how you go from regular to radio like that. I can't do it. It's a gift. I applaud you, sir. Well, I appreciate it, man. I'm never going to stop anybody from putting me over. So that's what's up, man. I received that. That's real. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. That's real. I mean, you want me to keep going? I can, I can give you some more I mean, love. it helps. It helps that he's got that Bomani Jones radio voice going. I told him that yesterday. Well, that's why they call me Mr. Velvet Pipe, sir. That's, you know, I didn't just get that whistling Dixie. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you know, so from the from the wrestlers I know, everybody gives themselves their nicknames. So <laughs> you give been given something. I don't know because people make their own stuff up now. You know what I mean? So That's fair. And I... I I, I do that as well. I, I make stuff up a lot because everything's made up, so why can't I make some shit up too? I'm saying, but I, I didn't actually give myself this nickname though. I really didn't. I can understand that. Um, so, Mr. Velvet Pipes, uh, you and I recorded our first episode of the new remixed edition of Chair Shot Radio. Um, but this is the Outsider's Edge. It's a little different. It's a little raw. It's a little unfiltered. It's a little grimy. So uh, I say we jump right in. You good with that? I did, man. I've got dirt under my fingernails and everything, man. Let's get it in. Well, you ain't got to be that dirty, bro. 
We ain't got to be that dirty. <laughs> you said it was grimy, so, you know, I feel like I he scratched my ass a little bit, got some dirt under my fingernails, man. He meant metaphorically, metaphorically grimy. Yeah. You're actually clean people. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a method actor, man, so when he says grimy, I scratch my ass and get some dirt under my fingernails, and I'm ready to get it in. The black Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm with it. I'm right with on, it. Yes. I'm that guy like Daniel Day. Like, if Daniel's going to play an astronaut, he's going to go live on Mars for eight weeks. Like, that, I'm that guy. And he's guaranteed an Oscar at, when yes. it comes. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, we got Hell in a Cell coming up. Um, we got a few pay-per-views coming up. It feels really Mania season-esque with Hell in a Cell coming, Evolution, and Super, Super Showdown, whichever come first. I can't remember. Then we got TLC at the end of October. So, I love wrestling as much as the next guy, but I can't wait till Survivor Series time because we're going to have about a six-week break. I'm good with that. But, this Sunday, Hell in a Cell, it's been quite the build. Uh, I was joking with Platt yesterday that this this could be called TNA Lockdown, technically, because every match damn near has a right to be in a cell. Um, but before we even start going through the matches and talk about feuds and all that, what are y'all's general idea about the card? Do you think that the matches are are do you do you are you do you like the matches that are in the cells? I know Kyle, you're a SmackDown guy. Are you okay with AJ and Joe not being in the cell? Do you think no. we missed a no. match that should be on the card? I'm not even a little bit okay with AJ and Joe not being in the cell. Like, how do you have an entire feud about a man trying to fuck your wife? Oh, Wendy! Like, talk about save me a plate at the cookout. (laughs) And then I'm not going to whoop your ass in the cage. But meanwhile, but meanwhile, Randy Orton, go away, Randy Orton. Go away. (laughs) And Jeff Hardy, who I have always stand for, but who is washed. Very much so. Are going to go out there. And stink up the place in the cell, and then Jeff Hardy's going to commit suicide on air. Okay, so first and foremost, Jeff Hardy is trying to commit suicide on air, number one. Number two, that match is going to be fire. I truly believe that. Number three, Joe's just trying to make families great again. We've explained this to you, okay? He is concerned about the, the Styles family household. Mr. Platt. And, and number four, can can Jeff Hardy get a little bit of credit here? I mean, it's 2018, and he was able to get he was able to get over wearing JUCO jeans in 2018. Juco. So I feel no, like listen, listen. Burns, Let me say this. Come on now. Let me say this. I have always stand for Jeff Hardy as a as a young man who grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, during the height Woo! of the attitude and TLC Woo! eras. I Woo! have always been a stand. For Jeff Hardy, but Jeff is washed as shit, and he is gonna kill himself by trying to swanton off the top of that cell because he feels like he needs to do that before he retires. Have you ever heard the song "Power" by Kanye West? You mean from his greatest album of all time? Well, I I I don't know why I asked hey. that because I, I know I know Kyle is a stand just like me, and Platt, you're definitely a hip hop head. At the end of the song Power, well, this will be a beautiful death. Jumping out the window, letting everything go. That's going to be Jeff on Sunday. He's just going to let it all go. And 
Look, this man. gonna be a beautiful death. Jumping off the cage though. There you go. Letting all my bowels go. So 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 let's do this. <laughs> exactly. Oh, going back to last night. So let's do this. Let's let us let us let us talk about our Hell in a Cell matches first because I I'm with Kyle that there is definitely. So I said every match could be in the cell, but I don't understand. How Jeff, I mean, how Joe and AJ aren't the third match because recently we've had three a year in recent memory. But especially not considering that rumor that they said they didn't want to put Joe and AJ in the cell because they were worried about their health. You're not worried about Jeff's health? Well, but Jeff, but okay, so you have to be worried about your own health first. Jeff don't care about his own health. So if you, Vince can't be more worried about you than you are of yourself, I'm just saying. Yeah, but Jeff has proven that we should not allow him to be in charge of his own well-being. So is Jeff like the drunk guy at the bar who you got to take the kids away from him so they won't drive? Is that Jeff now? Oh, Jeff's worse than that. I mean, did you see the Sting match? We don't speak of that company on the edge, okay? I understand that. We can do that on Ricky and Clyde, not on the edge. But you know the match I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff's worse than the guy that you got to take his keys. Jeff's the guy that he goes to the drug dealer's house, and the drug dealer looks at him and says, hell no, man, I'm not serving you. Take your ass home, bro. And then he calls him an Uber and makes sure he gets in the Uber and makes it home and tells the Uber driver to call him when he drops him off at the crib. Like, that's where <laughs> Jeff is at. But I, I think you guys are, are, are missing the force for the trees here. I think you're being short-sighted because they didn't want to put the A.J the AJ Joe match in the Hell in a Cell because we've got TLC right around the corner, and we're going to have – Similar to back in, I think it was SummerSlam when they, when Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, R.I.P., they had the Dominic on the pole match. Oh, I think we're gonna have the Wendy on the pole match at TLC, and <laughs> we're, we're gonna have the marriage license at the top of the stage, and you gotta climb the ladder to get to the marriage license, and the winner gets the family. I, I think that's where we're heading here. Man. Calling Mr. Russo, paging Mr. Russo. <laughs> hey, bro, bro. Bro, why won't we just put the put the family on the line, bro? Bro, just put the family on the line. He's Matt, he's <laughs> Matt, he's Matt Riddle now. TLC match. He's Matt Riddle now, bro, bro, bro. Um, so, so we gotta jump into this. I, I think it's a level of interest that I think we should talk about these cell matches first, because the whole card is I think is fired. Like the card, while I don't think this is a truly a um, an anticipated pay per view just because of the timing. Because we got a lot of shit coming up in a row. But all eight matches deserve to be on the pay-per-view, deserve to have the platform they have. And with the exception of the New Day and Rusev Day and maybe Ronda and Alexa, the other six matches could be in the cell. So that's impressive for a stipulation as barbaric, quote-unquote, as Hell in a Cell is. But I do want to talk about my boy Kyle's favorite wrestler in the world, Mr. Randall Keith Orton. Go away, Randy Orton. Go away. <laughs> he hates Randy with a pa- with a passion. Look, so I'm gonna go to Platt first. Randy and Jeff, do you think it's worthy of the sell? And besides Jeff trying his best to do, I don't even want to even be that morbid, doing his best to try to jump off the cage and just you know give his life to whatever. Do you think the match will be good? What do you think will entail itself in the match? 
Well, Mr. Raymond, I, I know you brought this up when we recorded Chair Shot Radio yesterday. Uh, make sure you guys check that out coming Friday. You made a good point by saying that this match does deserve a cage because it's been the most brutal feud going into the Hell in a Cell with Absolutely. Randy Orton trying to pull the gauges out of Jepsy here and all, all that type of madness. So I, I can see it being a good match. The problem with Randy Orton is uh, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he's that guy, like, it, it comes so easy to him that he doesn't give a shit. Like, when he's motivated, he's still one of the best in-ring wrestlers in on the planet. But how motivated is he going to be at this particular point in time? You, you you really don't know. Like, I'd like to say he will be, but you really don't know. Personally, I think they're gearing him up for a title run here with this new heel persona. So I think, think that, he yeah. does have a little bit of uh, a little bit of motivation. But I think this match is going to be entertaining if for no other reason that we're just going to be sitting there waiting for Jeff Hardy to have his Randy the Ram Robinson moment and wow. literally leave it all in the ring. So literally. So- so what, before I go to you, Kyle, I want to say this. What I appreciate about this Orton and Hardy story, and don't Jeff should be barred from all, all microphones, but we've known that for years. But what I appreciate about this Orton and this Hardy story is when they fight, when, they, when they're when they actually going at it and, and like they're scrapping and the stuff that is going on, norm, we've been so normalized to violence in, rest, in, in, in general, but in wrestling. But when Hardy and Orton go at it, the level of violence feels uncomfortable. And I feel like at some points it's supposed to feel that way. So if it feels uncomfortable now just with him doing the gauges or with something as vile and disgusting as him having a bottle of water and wiping his face paint off, which was the most regular thing to do, but it felt so wrong. And then all the jump zones they've been doing, the the level of barbarism or barbary or whatever word I'm going to make up today. You're right. The first the, time barbarism. Well, thank you, Mr. History teacher. I, it, it, I just feel like what History, they can not do, English, but whatever. you know, yeah. <laughs> it's America. It's all the same, right? Uh, no, <laughs> the level of that in the cell that those two can bring is something that could be fully Helmsley-esque. Sean Haker-esque. But here's why I say it can't. Here's why I say it can't. It could have 10 years ago. Now, Jeff is too broken down to put on a match of the caliber of what you're talking about. Hold hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Those initial cell matches weren't great because they had great wrestling. They were great because they had great spots. Jeff can still give you great spots. Well, well that, that, that Shawn Michaels Undertaker match, though, was a great match. Like, sure. spots, regardless, that was a great match. But like, Foley, Triple H, and Foley, Foley, Triple H, and Foley Taker wasn't. They were great because of the spots. I'm sorry, okay, Kyle, go ahead. Enough. Well, but I mean, like, even some of the spots, like, I'm not saying Jeff won't take them because Jeff will because Jeff's a dumbass. <laughs> but, like, Jeff shouldn't take some of the spots that it would take to have the kind of match you're talking about. Yeah, and here's true. my thing with Randy Orton. The reason I always say go away, Randy Orton, is because I'm just over the man. He has been a constant presence with very rare exceptions for, like, what, 17 years now? Damn near, yeah. The, what, the class of 2002, yeah. So he, yeah. Wow, yeah, so like, you're right. Yeah, he has, yeah. Too for all, so for almost 17 years, he has been a near constant presence in the upper portion of the card. 
and I've seen everything that heel Randy Orton can offer me. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready for Randy Orton to do what John Cena has done and fade his ass out. So so can can I can I can I play devil's advocate on that real quick? Sure. So you're not wrong. Everything you're saying about Orton is correct. When he's around, he's always featured in some form or fashion. But in these past five years, Randy has taken more random ass sabbaticals than any wrestler I think I could I've ever remembered. So Randy yeah, hasn't wrestled twelve months in a long time. Forever though. Right. <laughs> but, no, I feel you. And from where you're coming from and knowing you, I respect that. But what I'm saying is, most guys like most guys they'll do one big sabbatical and then they'll come back and they're they're there again randy will give you three months and be gone randy will give you a nine months and be gone he'll give you seven months and be gone so and he's not gone for like a couple weeks he's gone for some months and i don't know you know who randy orton is randy orton is that guy or not even necessarily a guy but he's that family member it might be your brother might be your mother might be your father your nephew your niece your sister whomever it is might even be a good friend he's that guy or that person where you say he comes and he visits you and you say oh wow man it's so good to see you we haven't caught up in such a long time man i'm so excited to see you like good to see you and then after about two or three days you're like jesus christ why can't this melon farmer go home no, man hey. i'm so sick of this melon farmer go Don't you home got something to do yeah. Shut up. Don't talk to me. Just sit in the room and watch TV. Family feuds on the game show network. Leave me alone. That's who Randy Orton is. <laughs> so um, before we move on from this, because I want to get y'all's predictions. I want to know, Kyle, what do you think about Platt thinking that Orton is being primed for a possible title run or 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 uh, a title angle or something? The only title I want that motherfucker anywhere near is the mid-card title. He can have as many United States Championship reigns as he wants, because let's be real, the United States title hasn't meant shit since it was in WCW. Um, but Randall Keith Orton, I don't want that son of a bitch anywhere near the WWE Championship. So... From what you're telling me, I am deducing and, and assuming that you don't like Randy Orton very much, do you? No, no, I, <laughs> I don't generally care for <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, that I'm, man, Randall Orton. My prediction is that he's going to win the match, though. Okay. So, Kyle, you might appreciate my nickname for Randy Orton. I, I call him All Lives Matter Orton. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. We got a better nickname yeah. for him. Carl calls him Maga Orton. Yeah. Maga <laughs> Orton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I I can so, dig that. Yeah. For, nice. for those conservative fans of the outsider's edge, we apologize. Well we don't, but you know. We don't at we all, don't. but, but like, you know, I just still fucks with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I still fucks with you. Keep 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 listening, yeah. Keep listening, you know. You'll find something you like. What do you think, Platt? Who's so let me match? ask you guys this because I, I, I think I, I think that Orton's going to win this match, and we talked about this yesterday. I think Jeff is going to have some spectacular spot, which is going to be his swan song, which is probably going to be the swan dive, off the, or the swan time, rather, off the cage. And, mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to have to have EMTs near because, yeah, Jeff is a swift kicking the balls away from going to the upper room. So, I mean, it is what it is. Well, like, his brother just had to retire because his backbones are fusing to one another. Yeah. Now, I will say this, though. Out of all the, the matches on the card, this seems like the one that could possibly get some color. So do you guys see some blood in this matchup? 
hard way. I mean, because they're old school. You know what I mean? They're old school. Vince doesn't let people yeah, play if no they more. Do, if they do, it'll be because somebody accidentally got busted. The, the, well, who gives a shit? Jeff Hardy's about to die, man. Who gives a shit about a little blood? Well, look, if your name is if your name doesn't start with Brock or end with Lesnar, Vince don't care. So, I mean, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. Vince does care because Vince lets Brock do whatever he wants. So, Vince hasn't let a wrestler blade, and my God, the last time somebody bladed was I think was Hunter and, and Taker at 27, and they got their ass fined heavy. So, yeah, I don't see that happening, but I do see those dudes doing some stupid stuff where, you know, maybe Orton throws Jeff into the cell wall. Alligator pit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, something crazy. And But, I mean, again, fans are clamoring for the days of Hell in the Cell Your, like the old days. This is as good as it's going to get for y'all. This is as old school as a, a feud it's, in age, in history, and in but the honestly, way it's been shown. Can I honestly say that's part of the reason why that and this pay-per-view are part of the reason why I wish they didn't do Hell in the Cell as much anymore? Because it's not like they bill it as this violent thing that it's really not anymore. Well, see, that's, that's true. That was true five years ago. The last three Hell in the Cell pay-per-views, all the Cell matches have, have delivered. So I, I felt that five years ago, but they've been on point recently. No, but I'm not saying that the matches themselves are bad. I'm saying that they're not the level of violent that they pretend that they are. And but so I'm just is. like, you could accomplish this in a regular cage match. That's yeah. fair, because, I mean, theoretically, uh, Hell in a Cell is supposed to be the culmination of a, a, a blood feud. So these two guys or two women are supposed to be beating the bloody shit out of each other in there because this is the only thing that we can use like, to contain them. And, okay, yeah, so well, I understand like, what for example, saying. one thing about a lot of these cell matches, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with this, but, like, the you're conditioned to think it's supposed to be a blood feud. How many of these matches are going to start with them doing tie-ups? Yeah, and aren't going to start, you know, like, yeah, that's, like just, that's, that's one thing. Person, and I mean, yeah. that's one thing that bothers me, you know, that's going to bother me with Joe and AJ. If that doesn't start with a fucking fist fight where they got to like separate them after the bell has rung sure. to like back to their corners, I'm going to be pissed. Why are you tying up? This dude's talking about fucking your wife. Why are you tying this man up? Not to your oh, point, you, of- you know AJ is going to jump on him because they've kind of painted him as a firecracker. So you know AJ is going to jump on him. He's a hothead. Before, yeah, maybe even before the bell starts. He better. Yeah. yeah, but AJ is also the same guy that threw Shaman Man's face through a glass plane because he lost the title. So you know, like <laughs> I don't, I don't think AJ jumping to do before a match is out of the realm of him. But when you talk about this barbary that we're not getting or that it is not the they're, same. They're, they're- Cutting when, heads now, Ray? Is that what you're saying? Barbary? They're cutting heads now? They're, they're going to be in there. Is Brutus the Barber coming back? Is that what you're saying? I'm going to find another word <laughs> in just a minute to use. Savagery? Savagery <laughs> of the situation. But Brutus going to be in there lying in Mellon Barber's I present to you, gentlemen, Exhibit A, Sasha Banks and Charlotte. When Charlotte whipped the hell out of Sasha on that table, and people were like, "Well, that don't look right." That's as savage as it gets, but because it's not how we're used to seeing things, it's not the same. Like so, that to me, like that's that's why, like when I hear the the savagery conversation, it don't mean much to me because when you get it, not you know I'm not talking to you you guys specifically, but when you get it, it's not what you want. 
Like, so do you really want people almost dying? Well, Sasha and Sasha did the bump off the cell. Shane's done the bump off the cell twice. Ambrose and Rollins did the bump off the cell. Like, what is it that we want? I mean, honestly, I don't know if I've said it on the show before, but if not, I'll be saying it a lot because it's a genuine feeling that I've had for a long time. I want us to do fewer of the gimmick paper reviews. You never so just be perfectly the, honest. You never said that on the I know show, it's not, but that's a good conversation. Oh, no, I want there to be fewer of the gimmick pay-per-views because I don't want these gimmick matches to have to happen all the time. Because okay. I think that's part of the reason why, you know, I was talking a minute ago about Randy Orton fatigue. How many people have Hell in the Cell fatigue or TLC fatigue or... Yeah, but it's yeah. once a year. But it's once a year every year where we have to, like, randomly throw these matches. But see, so I hear you. But my, but then... But then but, but what's the most anticipated match of the year? The Rumble. So, and I realize the reasons why. I'm not trying to give you that argument. Like, I get that. But, again, it's just a case of we pick and choose what we're okay with. No, but hear me out. So, hear me out. The Rumble, we don't really do, at least within WWE, they don't really do anything like the Rumble other than the Rumble. They have Rumbles, you do all, occasional- the year. They have rumbles all the year. I mean, uh, they have Battle Royals. Royals. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's Battle the same Royals thing. Are, but they're not, though. It's not, though. They don't have that Rumble format. They, they don't do have that Rumble feel. It's not the they, same. They do, a, they do a Rumble like two months later at WrestleMania. Two of them. The Battle Royals still not the Royal Rumble. Wait a minute. Okay, well, this year, the greatest Royal Rumble... Braun Strowman still is the champion this of Saudi year Arabia. They did the greatest Royal Rumble. So yes. I'm just this like, year so... they did the greatest Royal Rumble. But that was a, a new thing. But so and okay. You know it. Well Platt, you... Platt, what what do you what are you thinking? Because like I'm for gimmick pay per views because I appreciate when you're trying to tell the story and this could be cheap. This could be and you can and I'm fine with that. I don't care. Sometimes cheap and easy is the best way to go. We ain't gotta go to the steakhouse every night, give me the hot and spicy and a large Sprite, and I'm good. Like, sometimes it's easy, good to be cheap and easy. But I think giving pay-per-views work because it gives you booking points to say, all right, well, I, I know we got to have a sale, a sale coming in October or September, so I know this, this few can be booked till then so we could do this. And it gives you an opportunity to schedule your, your year more appropriately. I mean, am I wrong in thinking that? Whereas I disagree, and I had said that there should be fewer of the gimmick pay-per-views because I don't like how they're structured to take place. Oh, we will have a Hell in the Cell in October. We will have a TLC in whatever month. Like, if you want to have those matches, by not restricting them to the gimmick pay-per-views, you can just schedule them when they're appropriate. You can still have a feud and say, I want it to go six months and end in a cell, it just doesn't have to begin at such a time that it ends in September. Well, first and foremost, if I were going to write an autobiography about my years in college, the title of that book would be Cheap and Easy. So, just had to get that out the way. So, yeah, I, I, I... yeah, I, I went to a teacher's college too, people. So the uh, the young ladies that are uh, teaching your children out there, they they've also uh, taught my children a thing or two. If 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 you know what I mean, if you smell them cooking, but just, man. 
But that's neither here nor there. So, you know, shout out to the future of America. But, <laughs> wow. Like, so, as far as the pay-per-views go, I'm, you know, I'm an old school traditionalist. I, I liked when the gimmicks actually meant something and, and, like, the feuds built towards the gimmicks. But I also understand in the new era, we, you know, we we, we, we got to have a pay-per-view every month. So you kind of want to switch it up every now and again so it's a little fresh, so it's a different kind of match. So I understand why they have the gimmicked pay-per-views. And so neither one of you is wrong. I just feel like if they did a better job of storytelling, which that hasn't always been the case with WWE, just keeping it a buck, like they're not always the best storytellers. And you can't blame them because it's really hard to have five hours of live content on television every single fucking week. Like, that's difficult. So I'm not shitting on them, but it just with you that you know the, I, I like the, the the idea of the gimmick pay-per-views but i also agree with kyle because I, I feel as if okay you know hell in a cell is coming up in october you know tlc is coming up in november or whatever the case may be or hell in a cell in september and tlc and i so it don't matter man you know what i'm trying to say like you know that these are on the schedule so you would think theoretically you might want to try to book the storylines around the gimmicks that you have coming up so then when hell, hell, when it is held in the cell time, you've got two or three or four feuds that are culminating at that particular point in time, and now they deserve the hell in the cell. But honestly, I, I'm not a fan of the gimmick pay-per-views because I think it waters down the gimmick. Because, again, I, I think old school. So think about it back in the day. And I, I, I know the game has changed, but, again, everything goes back to the, to the original. Everything returns to the source. That's just kind of how it is. When it goes so far, it returns to the source. You know what I mean? A perfect example is now... We're, we're doing these emojis and stuff like that. Eventually, that's going to be the new language. You know what I mean? And that's Absolutely. similar to the, to the cave drawings and shit like that. You understand what I'm saying? So everything always, yeah. Re- yeah, everything always returns to the source, man, once it gets to a certain point. But, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't like the gimmick pay-per-views for that reason because you take it back to the origins of wrestling. Okay, you got the match. You got your heel and you got your face. Okay, the heel ends up wearing, winning by some nefarious means, mm-hmm. which constitutes a rematch, right? Mm-hmm. And it bails heat on the heel. So then now we have another match, and the heel slithers its way out, his, his way out of it. You know what I mean? He wins by count out or by disqualification or something like that. So now we build to a no disqualification match. And then by hook or by crook, he's got his boys that come in and they help him out. And then he wins again. So now we have the big blow-off culmination. We're going to put his ass in a cell where there's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to hide, and this is going to be the ultimate combination, culmination and the blow-off of the feud. So I, I, I kind of miss that storytelling. That's not where we're at now. But I, I do, I understand, the, like I said, I understand the reason for the gimmick pay-per-views because you got to have some sort of draw to get people to do it, to watch them because we have to have a pay-per-view, at least one. Sometimes we'll have 15 in one month, but we've got to have at least one, so we've got got to have some sort of draw to draw people in but i do wish that they did a better job in terms of storytelling to so those feuds culminated with the gimmick pay-per-view so does that make sense or am i just rambling no it makes perfect sense but you speak of storytelling and speaking of storytelling watch your boy with this journalistic shit uh the i think an impeccably told story is the story of that of the danielsons and the mizanins Journalism oh. at its finest. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, as much as I love that feud, I have no desire to see this mixed tag match at all. Well, yeah, okay, so it it has gotten a bit muddled now that the wives are in it, but it has extended the feud to such to where 
it's extended the feud, but like the reason that it's gotten muddled with the wives is because both of the wives are atrocious wrestlers. I would say Brie is a little better than atrocious, but okay, that's that's a that's a fair assessment. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna shit on the Bellas because they they were the drizzling shits I'm when they first came in. I'm not gonna shit on Nikki. Nikki can go. But they Nikki can go. But they've both any way, shape, or form. Brie got better from where she was when she started. And Brie got a baby. But like, so did Dana Brooke, and I still don't want to see Dana in a 20 minute match. Dana and Alicia, 30 minute Iron Woman match. You hear it? You listening, Vince? <laughs> That's fair. Like, I, yeah, I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm not like, saying that Nikki Bella is, is Luthez by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but uh, I, I just respect where she was and where she's sure. come. Like, I, I respect that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and Maurice wasn't horrible. I mean, granted, it's been a while since she's been in the ring. Maurice but you guys know good. that the... But you guys know D. Bryan and the Miz are going to do most of the heavy lifting here. Like, y'all, I, y'all know this. Well, this when is. you say most of the heavy lifting, they will probably have most of the in-ring. But I just see... So, we're on this um, evolution kick for, you know, pun intended. But the story... No, forget all the story about the families that hate each other and the extension of the Nikki Cena story because it's still the Bellas. It's still... The Bellas and the Mizanins, just another version of it with Miz and Brian going back 10 years or something, all that. But well, wait a second, Ray, you just hit on something real big right there, brother. You're absolutely right. Like, this yeah. feud has nothing to do with Daniel Bryan. This is the Bellas versus the Mizzes. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's the Bellas versus the Mizanins. <laughs> completely. Yeah, this was told on Total Divas. If you don't watch, should have watched. They told why they there's real beef. Um, but uh, the, I think it's really important to note that Bree just had it, a baby three really five months ago. It's really important to note that you, you don't have a lady, but you're still watching Total Bellas. Like, I have to watch Total Bellas and Divas no, no, no. because my lady watches them. Please, so. please correct yes. that. I don't watch Total Bellas. I will never, ever watch Total Bellas. I'll watch me some Total Divas, though. That's on, that's on the series record. Damn right. <laughs> Okay. He only watches Total Divas because he wants to see Naomi. Goddamn right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I, I love the Usos. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I love the Usos. Hey, they, they are my Usos. But, boy, look here. But that's yeah. another conversation. Um, yeah. Marisha's had a baby three months ago. She might be the... I'm a Sasha Mark, but Naomi might be the, uh, the, the finest woman on the roster. My God, yes. But and I say that as a Sasha mark, but my bad, man. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please no, continue. You're good. I'm just saying that I think it's important to note that Maurice just had a baby three months ago. Bree just had a baby five months ago, and they're having major level res- wrestling matches. That's a big step and a big thing for mothers and empowerment and all the other stuff you want to talk about. So what, that's are you scared a, they're going to be squirting like breast milk in the ring or something? No, like I that? think that, it's great. That, yo, that's a good finish. That's a hell of a finish, man. Marie squirts <laughs> some breast milk in the, in the uh, breeze eye. And if that's this how they were the get Attitude the Era, that's how the match would end. If this were the Attitude Era, that's how the match would end. With one of them just paging Vince Russo. Paging Vince Russo. <laughs> that's funny as hell. My God! It's breast milk in the eyes, King! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, so I think. I, the, this feud has been. I think they've done well. Uh, I think 
the slow burn is the right burn because if we're going to stretch this out, you don't want them to blow it all on the first match. Like, you want this to last a little while. And uh, nothing for a man gets, from a creative standpoint, like entertainment, will get a man more heated than messing with his spouse. Right? So, spouse, partner, whatever you want to call it. Um, so what do you, what do you guys stand on the feud? What are your predictions for the match? What do you think is going to happen? Let me know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, um, my opinion on the feud thus far is that Zelina Vega has been the MVP of inserting women into this feud because Zelina Vega and Andrade Ah. versus Brie and D. Bryan has been some A1 stuff. More Zelina, please. Um, My opinion on the feud itself, uh, you know, I'm a fan of the Daniel Bryan-Miz feud. Uh, Chris, you had said you think that Randy Orton's being primed for a title shot. I hope, I don't necessarily think, but I hope that the Miz is being primed for a title shot. I said the same thing. Like, I I don't know that that's going to be where they go with it, but that's where I want them to go with it because he deserves it. Um, so that's where I hope that they're eventually going to go with this. I'm hoping that Miz somehow manages to get the title and that by the time they come to the blow off feud, if you want Daniel Bryan to get the title back, who better for him to beat than his arch rival who he's thus far not beaten. Just think about him. And I, I mentioned this to you last night, but just think about the, all the hurdles he'll have to, to have to cross to beat Miz if Miz wins the title. He'll have to win the Rumble, which he's never done, and we know the history of Brian and Rumbles. He'll have to make it to Mania, which we know ain't easy for him, and I ain't trying to be funny. That's the truth. Then he'll have to beat Brian, beat Miz, who he don't, he hasn't really beat in a long time, on the grandest stage of them all. And Miz don't just lose at WrestleMania. Just think about it. Think about it. Has Miz lost a one-on-one match at Mania yet? One on one, I'm not sure. I know he, I know yeah, he hasn't yeah. won a, I know he hasn't won like a ladder match, but I don't think he's ever lost a one on one match. I'd have to go back. Yeah, and think I can. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not the last time just... Miz went into WrestleMania as the WWE champion, he the was... Miz walked out of WrestleMania. Well, he didn't walk out. He stumbled champion. out, but he still had the title. Um. So you know. As far as my prediction, because that's the best way to tell the story, my prediction is for that reason, Miz and Maurice over Brie and and Daniel, because that's the best way to tell the story of the Miz and Daniel Bryan, is to have Daniel continue to lose. Chris? And I, I... I hope you gentlemen are right. I really do because I don't want to see another Dan or excuse me Randy Orton title run. Like I, those days are done. We're we're good. I'm good. Love enjoy. I don't want to see that anymore. And I and Miz has earned it. And watching yeah, Miz right. these last couple of years, man, it, it's been a beautiful thing. It's almost like if you guys have ever seen The Last Dragon, it's almost like at the end of the movie when Bruce Leroy, Leroy finally realizes he's the one and he gets the glow and he's just you know doing his thing. Or even Neo in the Matrix when he finally realizes oh, shit, I am that dude. I kind of feel like that's where Miz is at. He's put it all together. And even those moves that he stole from Daniel Bryan, they've added to his in-ring arsenal. And now he's a decent in-ring competitor as well. So that's just yeah. been that's been great to watch. And I think he does earn, or he has earned a title shot. Um, now, as far as he gets it, 
I that I don't know. I, I don't see it happening. I hope that I'm wrong. And if he does get the title, I don't think that Daniel's going to beat him for the title because I don't think you can have Roman and Daniel Bryan as your co-champions simultaneously because that's going to bring up too many bad memories. And WWE has finally figured out how to get Ray, uh, Roman over as a face to the audience. And I, I don't think you want to really go back down that path. So if that is the match we're going to have at WrestleMania, I think the culmination ends with Miz finally vanquishing that demon and keeping it moving like an escalator. But, but see, you're assuming that Roman has to still be the champion. Now, whoa, 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 Hey, don't get like, there. We ain't there yet. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about later to not later to that night. I'm just talking about in general for his story, That's because fair. I feel like, the best way you put this Roman shit behind us, like in terms of telling the fans to shut the fuck up, is to have Daniel eliminate Roman to win the Royal Rumble. That would help. I still think Daniel would need to be I mean, Roman one on one, but yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean that would help in our like, okay, let's let's shut up about the Roman shit and just move on. But there's one thing you said, Kyle, that. I, I, I want to touch on. You said you think the best way to extend this feud is if uh, Miz and Maurice win. I disagree. The best way to win this feud is if Daniel Bryan and Brie win, but Brie gets the fall. Because if you've been watching the recent SmackDowns, Bryan's been saying, well, Miz, I mean, well, I mean, Miz has been saying, well, Bryan, you had to get your wife to come back and fight your battles for you. You could have punched me in the face, but your wife did. Your wife is the one that's having to do all this stuff. Your wife had to you had to have the baby and come back three months after the baby to come fight your battles because you can't beat me one-on-one. So if they win that match because Mid, because Brie beats Maurice, then Miz got that much more clout or that much more ammo to say, I Brian, you won, but it's because of your wife. Your wife is a superstar. You still can't beat me. And that's going to eat at Brian more than if they snuck another win because that's what they always do. Miz and Maurice always sneak a win. Well, I mean, this this match is going to end with multiple yes locks in the middle of the ring and both Miz and Maurice tapping out. And then we have the feel-good moment and wife and and husband are doing the yes, yes, yes. And the crowd is going ape shit. Shout out to Beyonce. I said that last night as well. But yeah, Yeah, I I, I see that this is how this match is going to end. This is going to be a feel-good moment for the audience. I I feel like Miz can't tap out to Brian if you want this feud to continue. I agree with that. I do think that it would be a okay. yes lock in the middle of the ring, but it'll be Breon Maurice. And we'll still get the yes, yes, yes going ape shit, but I don't think I don't think Miz taps up. I don't think that happens yet. Miz is going to be protected to, to some level. If Maurice gets tapped out or gets knocked out or loses, who cares? Maurice, Maurice has wrestled two matches in 10 years. Who cares? We don't, it doesn't have to make a big deal, you know? But Miz is... I, I hate Miz him. is the biggest star on SmackDown. He's like, as, as he real. He's the moneymaker. As he calls himself. Like, no, like, yeah, Daniel Bryan might be the most over in terms of fan reaction still, but The Miz is the biggest star on that show right now, with the exception of maybe Charlotte Flair. Woo! Well, okay, since you speak of Charlotte Flair, I was hoping to let, say that till later, but let's get into it. Because this is definitely one nice. that's gonna, it's really gonna, gonna garner some. I wish Carl was here. So I know you don't know. You haven't, you don't know Carl like we do, but Carl is a huge Charlotte fan, and Carl had a lot to say about this Becky and Charlotte thing. But I was gonna say he's a huge Charlotte fan, but Carl has also, as of Rance and myself, steadfastly defended 
the new direction for Becky Lynch from fan overreaction and ridiculousness. Well, let's get into well, it. You, Before we talk you about mean the match, Ray, brother, you can't you can't break kayfabe, brother. On this show, I'm, <laughs> on this show, I'm Rance. They know me as Rance. It's all good. I, so I'm, I'm either way you want to go. But I got to give you a prop stuff because that was an excellent segue right there. So I, you know, I got to put you over right there. Just journalism, clap, baby. Ball, ball journalism. Clap. Thank you. Yes, nice. Well done. Well done. Yes, spot on. Spot on. This is why. This is why we're the golden lovers of podcasting. We just. Oh, you ain't heard that, have you? Yeah, me. Me. I'm. I'm Kenny. He's Coda. Yeah. Leave, leave your personal lives out of this, okay, gentlemen. <laughs> hey, with the door is wide open, bro. What you do behind closed doors is none of my business. <laughs> Just holler at me afterwards, okay? I got you. I got you. <laughs> we can all have a beer afterwards. All right. So, what? Since 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 I, since you're you're uh, speaking to a bit of a new audience here, Platt, tell them how you feel about the Charlotte and Becky thing. How do you feel about the quote unquote heel turn? Do you think it's right or wrong? Do you think it's been received well? Do you think it's working? Like and tell me what you think about the feud and go ahead and give me a prediction while you're at it. I'm shocked that WWE really thought that Becky Lynch was going to be a heel because I mean, first and foremost, she's part of the four horse, horse women, so they have a little bit of cachet. And no matter how many times they buried her or she lost or they kind of forgot about her, anytime she came out or her music hit, she always got a legitimate and a decent pop from the audience. And and, and well, then legitimate the and decent few, aren't the, the same thing, but I got you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Don't 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 interrupt me while I'm making my point. But that's neither here nor there. I still love you. But it's, <laughs> thank you. Throw it away. Throw it away. There we go. There we go. All right. It, it's still stuck to your hand, and I see it. You got oh. this string attached to the key. Don't apologize, Rance. This is your show. <laughs> He's I got to do a show with him every week. I got. That's got to be nice. You'll <laughs> get oh, you. Man. He's on the edge where we argue semantics. Semantics, oh, baby. Geez. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, man. I've already got one show where I got a melon farmer that argues semantics, man. I don't need two of them, goddammit. Sheesh. Anywho, before I was so rudely interrupted, thank you very much. Like, I don't see why, why, how they thought she was going to be healed. Like, she, and then she started having this winning streak under the radar. Like, none of us realized what was going on until it actually culminated with her beating, uh, beating, uh, old girl. What's, uh, Iggy Azalea? With, with her beating Iggy Azalea and earning the shot at SummerSlam for the title. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my best friend, in quotation marks, she beats Iggy Azalea, and now she's in the three way as well. So this was supposed to be my moment. I bust my ass. The office forgot about me. I busted my ass. I went on this win streak. I did everything I had to do. I finally earned my shot. And now my best friend wants to stick her big ass toucan sand flared nose beak into my business and get involved. Okay, cool. I'll beat your ass too. Fair. When I win, you'll get the first shot because you're my girl. We're best friends. Cool. I've got Charlotte, or not Charlotte, I've got Iggy dead to rights in a submission hole. It's only a matter of time before she taps out. And then out of nowhere, the blue, here comes Charlotte. Can't say I'm bleak, and I love Charlotte. I'm just talking shit. Bam, natural selection. Not only does she take my position, not only does she steal my spotlight, but she pins me for my spotlight when this was supposed to be my turn. It was a finally supposed to be my turn. Everybody's had their turn. Belly had her turn. Sasha had her turn. Charlotte had her turn. Charlotte Becky had her turn first. Yeah, Becky had her turn. She was the first SmackDown Women's Champion. 
Ooh, Very first one. Ooh, ooh, wow. That you you so say much. that now, but at the time that did mean something. She okay. was the like she was the class of that division until Alexa like dethroned her and shit. Yes. And then she got buried and then she finally came back and then her best friend steals her spotlight. I'm not saying hey. you're wrong about any of that part, but we can't pretend that Becky never had any moment. It wasn't okay, as that's... long as the other people's moments. But she got some moment. Okay, fair enough. That's fair. Touche. Touche. But yeah, I, I don't see why she's the heel in this particular situation. I would have been pissed off too. And I don't see where Charlotte is the heel either because, I mean, you know, from Charlotte's perspective, what do you want me to do? I can't help it. My name is Flair. I'm royalty in this business, and I'm that bitch. Like, she really is that bitch. Like, Charlotte is a bad melon farmer. Like, I can't help that. Like, you know, we're going to clash at the top. So I don't think either one of them are heels. And to kind of justify his Becky, Becky's behavior recently with jumping Charlotte and this and that, well, you know, it's a thin line between love and hate. We were best friends, and now we're bitter enemies. This is the same reason why divorces get so contentious, because there was love there at one time, and love and hate are, are two sides of the exact same coin. So, I, you know, I, everybody's actions are justified here. Ultimately, uh, I see Charlotte winning this one, because, Ray, you actually brought this up when we recorded yesterday, that perhaps women's evolution is when Becky finally gets her her triumphant moment so I can kind of see that playing out here but as far as this feud this is my favorite feud in WWE right now because it's not it's shades of gray like WWE has been playing with that shades of gray for years now but I think they finally hit the nail on the head with this one right here because it's it's very nuanced and you don't always get that from your professional wrestling feuds I mean you know you know it is what it is so I'm really enjoying this feud and ultimately I think Charlotte is going to pull this one out and Becky will get her her time to shine at the Evolution pay-per-view um I think that we need to give props to Becky here, especially for making that work, because part of the reason why this feud has worked as well as it has is because Becky has a whole new layer to her character and her mic work now that people didn't necessarily know if she could pull off. And she is carrying some of these segments. And that's not to say Charlotte's been bad in them, because Charlotte hasn't been poor, but Becky's been that good. And as far as, like, Rance has said this a couple of different times, Becky's not wrong in the sense that her motivations are wrong. Becky's wrong in what she's doing to go about them. Mm -hmm. She is not wrong to feel slighted and to be bitter about that feeling. But she is wrong to ambush the fuck out of her supposed best friend while she's selfieing with the fans and shit. Yeah. Like, disguise herself in a goth wig. <laughs> she took my shine. She yeah, stole like, my shine. She stole my moment. I'm a little pissy about that. Now as, far as, now, as far as who's going to win the match, I'm going to say the same thing for this pay-per-view that I said for the last pay-per-view. I'm not really sure, and history has told me that when I'm not sure, pick Charlotte Flair. That's That's fair. She, she has entered that that that's the scene that was my uh Cena line you know when in doubt just pick Cena and I, I think Charlotte has entered that territory so touche I can't argue if it's that. a pay-per-view and you are not sure who is going to win pick Charlotte Flair so um yeah Cal really he really said my point better than I could uh that but I've said it for like the past few shows 
everybody understands Becky's motivations and her and her her, her feelings of uh, resentment. We get that. She's absolutely right in feeling that. Nobody can tell you how to feel about something. So yeah, but jumping her after she wins the match, jumping her the next night, telling everybody off before you jump her. Talking about how she stole your moment the next night and then jumping her again and then jumping her again and then jumping her again. Like, at this point, like, so Becky's very clearly the heel. And, but here's the thing. In this age, heels and faces don't really exist as they used to. It's more antagonists and protagonists. So Becky might not be a traditional heel, but she's the antagonist of the story because... Charlotte has done nothing wrong. Charlotte was given an opportunity by the general manager that Becky has never had a problem with. Charlotte won a match against a woman who was a champ, so she who was supposed to be the best in the in the company or in the brand. She won clean. Becky never had a problem with that. Charlotte and Becky talked about it. Becky never had a problem with it. She said, "I'll just beat you." And then Charlotte wins fair and square, no crookedness, no nothing, and now all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah. If Becky would have won the title, Charlotte could have the first title shot. Well, if Charlotte would have won the title, Becky could have the first title shot. So, Becky isn't wrong for feeling slighted because she couldn't get the job done. But Charlotte is not, by any means, wrong. So, Becky is the antagonist in the story. But, in this world, we know heels are cheered more than faces. Because heels are inherently more interesting than faces are. Not only that, but heels are allowed to be more interesting than faces are. So well, you can't just you can't just say it's this era though, brother, because Rock and Stone Cold are arguably the two biggest stars in the history of the industry. And while they were cheered and beloved by the crowds, those were heel characters. Well, okay, so And talking, Rick Flair, you can throw Rick in there too. Woo! Talking to me? You're right. Talking to the masses. Rocking Austin or faces. I know better. No, they were faces, but they were heels. No, one hundred percent. We're saying the same thing. So yeah, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm just going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, yeah, Go we're ahead. saying, but no, you're absolutely right. So this isn't a new re- revelation, but I feel like the way that WWE is portraying people is new because Angle was the first time they experimented with it, where they put Angle out as a true babyface, knowing he was going to get booed. But now, they literally just Roman is the is 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 the best you'll get. They just say go out there and whatever the fuck they do, they'll do. <laughs> if if they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. We'll make a story that tries to make some sense, and whoever gets cheered gets cheered. Whoever gets booed gets booed. Randy Orton literally tried to literally tried to brutalize. I was gonna say something worse. Um, Jeff Hardy, and all the crowd could do was do the damn Randy Orton pose. Like, you should be booing him. I mean, that was tame for Randy Orton. Randy Orton burned a house down, remember? (laughs) He did. (laughs) And he he kicked somebody's daddy in the head. (laughs) Randy Orton kissed (laughs) Triple H's wife while she was knocked out unconscious, while he was handcuffed and couldn't do nothing. I mean, yeah, but in kayfabe, in kayfabe, Triple H took Stephanie to a drive-through wedding chapel <laughs> while she was unconscious and eloped her with and, her, and, and then, then revealed it yeah. and embarrassed her during her wedding to test. And which then, is why it's so much more hilarious that yeah. in 2018 
<laughs> Stephanie McMahon's about to get a test. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, 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 am I a bad person for loving that angle? No. Oh, no. The original McMahon-Helmsley era was great shit. Like, you the know, wrestling the, wasn't always great, but the it was fun character work. So, you, you know what the greatest angle on Raw ever was, and they couldn't follow it up because it was so controversial? Pillman 9mm. Oh, Pillman's yeah. got a gun! Pillman 9mm. <laughs> Pillman 316 said, I just shot your ass. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> that's good stuff. I mean, I still would love to know where they were going to go with the whole McMahon's limo blowing up before the, the tragedy he, happened. He should not and, be named. Yeah. 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 Lord Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I so so we all say so. Oh, I didn't give my I didn't give my uh my prediction. Charlotte wins, but sure actually Becky wins by disqualification. Because Charlotte's gonna lose her mind and go the fuck off I and thought, get disqualified. No, wait, this match isn't in a cell. I thought this match was in a cell for some reason. Nope. We're gonna talk about no. that last. We just have the two, right? Just the two. Okay. Okay. Um. So okay. let's 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 move on to something that probably should be a, a quick conversation, but Rusev Day is back. And Rusev Day is having the Rusev, the Rusevist Day, the Rus, the Ruseviest Day of all Rusev Days, on Rusev Day as Rusev Day, like wrestles the new day. Like is this like people in the middle of the ring, the barbarism. <laughs> I'm look. So this episode might be the Rans can't talk episode. That might be this might be called. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rusev and Aiden English have finally seemed to click. And they are the number one contenders for the New Day. And they got a match at uh, Hell in a Cell, tag team titles. So I'm going to go with Platt first. Who you got? It's Rusev Day! Kyle? Oh, I mean, yeah, this match is happening on Rusev Day. So it's definitely Rusev Day. You're both wrong. You, do you think Aiden turns on Rusev? Goddamn right. I've been <laughs> yes, calling this does. for three yes, months. Or two months. I've, I have been calling this for... But just, again, I have followed Vince. Like a sensei... Follow, like a like a, like a a young sensei... Follow, like a, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to say... I really can't talk today. <laughs> like, a, like a student follows his sensei. Um, Vince likes these little stories where... There is some ambiguity in a, in a friendship, and they seem to get it together. And the second they get it together, the dude turns on them. I'm gonna give you the most recent situation. Why two AJ? They had beef. They seemed to make to get it together and had two good weeks. And why two was like screw that. But the story being told, Rusev has never respected Aiden. Rusev has never appreciated Aiden. And Rusev has always scapegoated Aiden. Lana has done the same. And Aiden was the cause of some problems, but Aiden was also trying his best to help Rusev and Lana. And then it finally started working, and Rusev was like, okay, cool. They get together. The only reason they were in this tag team tournament was because Aiden got them the shot. Right? Aiden keeps sacrificing himself in all these matches so Rusev can get the love in the one, two, three. 
Aiden gonna realize, Rusev, I don't need you no more, big dog. Think about it. I asked this question to Platt yesterday. Why is Rusev Day? I'm talking about the gimmick, like the, the gimmick, the, the the chant, all that. Why is it over? What about Aiden Rusev English. or that chat? That chant made it over. Aiden English is why that's over. You don't think you but know that now? I don't. I don't disagree with you that Aiden English is going to turn on Rusev. I just think that they're going to have the short title reign first. I don't. Yeah, and why? Maybe, why would maybe. Aiden, Rusev respect Aiden English? I mean, this dude can't even go out into the sun without turning into a California raisin. So don't disrespect uh, on, Eddie Guerrero's son Aiden like English that. Aiden English is classic. Is a classically trained Broadway singer, and Aiden English is married into the Guerrero family. He is. We will not disrespect Aiden English on the edge. Aiden is the last surviving member of the Guerrero. Not surviving, but. You know what I'm saying? I say the last I, member I've of the Guerrero like clan. A million, I've got a million and two jokes when you said he was classically trained, but he I'm, is I'm classically let that ride. trained. I, I don't, he's I don't doubt what you're saying, brother. Broadway just, singer. I, I agree with you. Yes, he probably played in Rent too, did he? No, he went yes. to school in Chicago somewhere, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Um, I, I think it happens. I think it happens. This, I think it happens Sunday. I think it's time. Oh. It feels like it's time. It's been long right. enough, and it's random as hell that all of a sudden they started clicking. Now, I would love to see Rusev go up the card, but there's a long waiting line for who who deserves a, a, a WWE World Championship match. Like you've got Samoa Joe there. We'll talk about that a little bit. We talked about the Miz earlier. You got Daniel Bryan. You got Randall Orton. Like th- there's a long line ahead of Rusev. So what better way to kind of uh, uh, placate him is to put him in the world title picture, where there's a lot of interesting matchups there. We've got the Bar. We still got the Usos. We've got a. We've got the New Day still in the tag division. So, I mean, they they can run with that for a little bit. So I think that's that's going to be a good spot for him momentarily until they can figure out what they want to do with him. You're not wrong. And please, pretty please, with sugar on top, WWE, I'm getting on my knees. Nobody can see this right now. My co-host can't even see this right now. I'm literally on my knees begging you, please, you don't have to break up the new day, but you can push those melon farmers up the card, please, and thank you. I don't even care which one it is. I'm Xavier in- Woods. Xavier Woods is a star. I, I was gonna say Big E, but I, okay. Everybody X, says Big E. They, but, and, but they, they want, star. they want Kofi though. The, like if you ask New Day, they're the well, they because want Kofi. they because they respect Kofi. Kofi's yeah, been he's, he's around forever, and he's not gotten that push yet. Xavier Woods has said that his goal in his career is not to be a world champion; it's to make Kofi world champ. That is love at his finest. Yeah, I don't care about my accolades. I want that man to succeed. Um, I don't care which one it is. Just push one of them up the card, and you can keep them together. You're doing it on Raw, goddammit. Like, you're literally doing it on the other show. You have the blueprint. But, Just do it. And goddammit, stop slinging them pancakes. And while we're at it, talking about pancakes, R-Truth, change your song. It's cool. I'm glad you got new lyrics. But when I heard him say shuck and jive, it makes me cringe every fucking time. Take that out. Take it out. Get rid of it. Please and thank you. I- I'm done, man. I'm off my soapbox now. No, please, uh, please go on. This is the yeah, show for I'm, that. Yeah. I, I, God damn. 
What out, out of all the words, Shuck and Jive? Like, did he really write that himself? I can't believe that in 2018, a black man wrote the rap lyrics, Shuck and Jive. Like, I just have a really hard time believing that. And if he did, that's even worse, quite well, frankly. Well, I that don't know. original, that's even worse. I don't know, but I just know this. Ron Killings is not your ordinary person. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And I, I, I got love for our truth in a in a weird way. Like he's, I find him perversely entertaining. He's like a uh, hey, Ron Killings is one of only a handful of African Americans to ever win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship Touché. in that company we don't talk about. Touche. He's actually what one of three. Yeah. If, if, if we continue that lineage going into yeah, he's one of three. So yeah, I, yeah, I love our truth, and I mean, you see, he's he's been able to get himself over these past few weeks on SmackDown, and I but, like those kinds of stories. I really do. I like those, like, hey, here's some jobbers that here's some geeks we have nothing for, so let's uh, geek them on up together. I'll say this: I could dig it, man, but damn, take the shuck and jive out your lyrics, truth, please. Shuck and jive gotta go. Shuck and jive gotta go. Yeah, but I appreciate yeah, yeah. that Truth can always get himself over and be entered. He can be, a, he's always an asset to the show when he's on because he doesn't need to win, but he always entertains. But the shucking job got to go. But you, I, I heard you mention Shield. So we can talk about Shield to Jace with Mr. Ambrose and Mr. Rollins facing one Drew McIntyre, Andrew McIntyre, as he was referred to last night. And Dolphin Ziggler, uh, they have a tag team title match, and we're gonna talk about the other oh, two. Oh, Raw has parts. a tag team division. I thought it was just a bunch of geeks. It, well, it, it is. Well, yeah, I know you've been waiting on the geek of the week <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, but yes, so McIntyre and Ziggler beat the revival, not the revival, but they beat up the revival. They beat the B team. They're world champs. Ambrose and Rollins connived their way into getting a title shot. Ambrose and Rollins are legitimately the only other legitimate tag team in that division. Like, they didn't have to finesse their way to shit. The rest of that division is the Geek Squad. Well, don't don't forget about two and a half men. Two and a half men don't even count. That's the <laughs> authors of pain for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> they don't even count, all right? I need Rockstar Spud to go back to his best friend. <laughs> no best friend. That's my best friend. But, you know, I, I do want to talk about... We might not talk about this now, but we're going to talk about this soon. But this whole thing with 205 Live now being managers for the Raw brand. That's interesting to me. We want to talk about that now. We can talk about that another time. But, uh, gentlemen, where you, where, do you, where you stand on this tag team match? What do you think is going to happen? You know that there's going to be ramifications of this in the main event. So, what you thinking? Well, I think that we're still eventually building to, at some point, Dean turning on Seth. But I don't think it'll be right now. Um, And it'll be a cold day in hell before I pick anybody over Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins that doesn't include Roman Reigns on the team. So, like, obviously, Shield and Jace is going to become the new tag team champion. This was a tough one for me because discount Diesel and HBK don't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Pop. Oh, by the way, Chris, 
Have you noticed that Ziggler's dressed or acting like a different member of the clique almost every week? One week he comes out with the with the Shawn Michaels hair. Another week he comes out with Triple H hair with from the Triple H press. With the Triple H <laughs> press. I like the Triple H press though. You know what he looked like? He looked like on the sitcom in the nineties when they're trying to spy on the boyfriend and the girl puts on the blonde wig and the sunglasses and the movie <laughs> did. That's what the press to me. All the more reason that we're right when we call them discount HBK and Diesel. That's hilarious, but I love heel hair though. Like I feel like he had heel hair. Like I, I, I pop for heel hair. Like I remember when New Day were heels and Xavier Woods would have heel hair. He yeah. would do different things with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I like heel hair. But I, I don't know what's going to happen in this match here. I, I guess I'm going to lean on two thirds of the Shield just because I really don't know what's going to happen here. The only thing that I will say is that this match has the potential to steal the show and be the match of the night. So just by default, I'm going to say the two-thirds of the Shield win this one here. So as the resident Shield mark of the group, and I am the markiest of all the Shield marks, you're both wrong. Discount HBK and Diesel are going to retain. Discount HBK. <laughs> Value Village, HBK, and Diesel will win this match because we spoke last night and we spoke a dozen times about this on the shield. I mean, on the edge. Brands can't talk at all tonight. Um, But the shield have been such a dominant unit for the entire, for their entire uh, iteration as a group that this is the one time that their back has truly been against the wall. And baby faces need some type of sympathy or heat. They have to have it. They have, even the dominant ones have to have it. Just even a speck of it. They got their real heat when the entire roster beat the hell out of them. And they keep trying to beat, as my brother Kyle so affectionately calls them, the Geek Squad. But... Three on twenty-five can only go so so many so many ways. But the story is much better served if the heels keep the titles, so the faces have to chase. Because if Ambrose and Rollins win these titles back this Sunday, just three weeks after that big fracas that we saw, then what was the point? They got they they won anyway. But if and they keep moving moving the goalposts and make them continue to fight and fight and fight and find ways to get back to them and get the titles, we have a real story brewing. Rollins, I mean, uh, Rollins and Ambrose are losing this match. McIntyre and Ziggler are going to retain. And shout out to Ambrose. He came back with uh, an extra 25 pounds and an extra 8 to 10 years. Like, he looks like the dude that stands outside the convenience store and the young kids pay him to go get smokes and beer for him. But he, he looks like a legitimate main of... But he looks like a legitimate main eventer now. Like, he looks like a guy that could legitimately whip somebody's ass. Like, I, my, that was my first thought when he came back. I said, okay, this guy looks like a main eventer. He looks like Stifler from American Pie. Oh Jesus Christ! If he lived he world. looks like he looks like Stifler's mom or so, Stifler's uh, dad. So, um, so when he turns on Seth Rollins, will that make Seth Rollins Finch? Absolutely. <laughs> so yes. is Finch gonna fuck Renee? 
<laughs> instead of Stifler's mom, Finch fucks Renee. Well, th- that, that's really the, the theme of the show because Joe out here trying to get some of Wendy. Seth might be out here trying to get some of Renee. I was just, it, look, it's the wild, wild west right now in WWE, apparently. Um, that's so Vince McMahon too. Like I can see him writing a whole bunch of storylines where people are banging each other's wives. Like that's a very him Vince and Kevin McMahon storyline. Eat that shit up. Him wait, and Kevin God, Dunn yeah. eat that shit up. God damn it! Let him bang the wife. God damn it! Wait, wait. wait. Can you imagine Vince McMahon fan fiction? Him writing fan fiction? <laughs> God damn it! Well, today pal. we don't have to. We don't have to imagine Vince McMahon fan fiction. It's Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Touche. Okay. Okay. It's when uh, Kurt Angle wanted to have bestiality sex with uh, Queen Charmel. No, it wasn't. Uh, It wasn't wasn't bestiality sex. It was. It was raw. It was. It was very pointed, but it was. It was. Yeah. It it was. It was supposed to be bestial, but he said bestiality or some shit like that. It was something like that. Well, (laughs) just like Rance can't talk, Kurt can't talk. No, he can't even say WWE. Kurt can't stand up straight. You want the man to talk? Kurt, true. He, he does sit back on his heels every time he stands. No, it's Kurt. not that. He's hunched. He's got that, like, yeah. S-curve. Yeah. Kurt, you beat me to it. Kurt Angle is sponsored by the letter S. <laughs> like, W-E. Yeah. The W-E. All right, let's talk about this other women's match. Get it out the way. Rousey yeah. and Alexa Bliss. Ronda Rousey is has her... Uh, has to give her rematch, uh, give Alexa Bliss a rematch for her title. Um, they have, th- there has been a little more interest in this match since, I, it's sad to say, but we all know that when the wrestler loses a member of their family, they get, just naturally the crowd feels for them that much more. And So Natalia has seemed, seemingly been reinvigorated because of this. She has a new vigor and uh, of course uh, we have the oncoming Trish Alexa match. We got Rousey versus whoever she wrestles. Hopefully not Nika Bella, but whoever she wrestles. Um, Evolution. You got Mickey and Foxy on the side. So, here's the real question. Does Ronda tap her out in less than a minute or more than a minute? That's the real question. Because ain't nobody nobody better ever pick Ronda to lose to Alexa Bliss. Oh no, Ronda's going to win and I'm going to take the under on the minute. Next question. All right. I got That's the under two. That's my professional opinion. Actually, I don't have the under. I have the, I have the over because the way WWE likes to do these things, when they book a squash like they did their first match, they like to give the other person some heat. And Alexa's going to need some heat if she's wrestling the greatest of all time in Trish in like three weeks. So she'll get yeah. some offense. It'll be, it'll be a yeah, shit show. This is the smoke break match. This is a smoke break match. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go out on my porch and, and, and light one up during this match. I'm not yeah, going to This lie. is definitely the bathroom match. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Two more matches, and we got uh, main events, championship matches. So we had not talked about this as a match. We did joke about uh, Joe trying to make families great again, but AJ Styles is defending his WWE championship against the Joe that is Samoan. What you guys think? <laughs> Well, there's two Samoan Joes that we know of, so there's well, that. Well, there's Samoan Joe, and then there's Samoa Joe. 
Yeah, I, I feel like we just said the same thing. You just added an N at the end. Kind of like your barbarism. Again, I, I just imagine Beefcake giving shape-ups in the middle of the ring. That That's my running gag this week. I'm not going to lie. But did Beefcake ever use Clippers? Well, I mean, the roster is a lot more ethnic now than it was when Beefcake I was wrestling. You. So he go ahead and use some Clippers nowadays, man. I, he, my man, somebody needs to teach him to do a fade or something. Like you can't just be sh- cheering everybody with these, with these I mean, goat he, cheers. He came out with the yeah, he came out with the oak cheers or the weed cutters or whatever. But he he did have clippers with him as well. Okay, uh, yeah, that's yeah. for my time, bro. That's I, yeah. I, <laughs> I can't. I have never watched a Bruce Barber Beefcake match ever. So same. Okay. Have at it. And really? Leslie made money because he's Hulk Hogan's friend. More power to him. That's um, fair. But I mean, beef, Beefcake was over. Like, I, I'm not saying he was giving classic matches out in his Bella Farmer, but his character was Oh, over I'm not saying that. I'm not disrespecting. It was just before my time as a fan. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and really, just bringing up Beefcake, it, it was just a way for me to play Ray. Like, that's where all this stemmed from. It was just well, a way to shit on Ray and so Barry Ray. That's what. All. What you're saying is you're the old guy in this conversation. No, I wasn't saying that. That's what you said, motherfucker. (laughs) Anywho, don't be mad at me because my balls have dropped, okay? (laughs) Anywho, as I was saying. (laughs) Hey, Jay and Joe, man, what you got, bro? For a nah, it's all love. I'm going to say Joe here for no other reason that I think they're going to ride this feud out for a while. And in order to make it interesting, they're going to have to swap the title at least once. Even if they want AJ to uh, ultimately retain, they got to swipe it or swap it rather, because you're going to run into the the same thing that happened with Hillske in the past few months. Like they kept wrestling and wrestling and wrestling and Hillske never got the win. And ultimately, even though the matches got progressively better, by the time it was culminated, nobody gave a shit. So you got to swap the title at least once here, and I think this is a perfect opportunity to let Joe get a title. Kyle? I think that they should let Joe win here, but I've lost a little bit of my confidence in the booking of AJ Styles' feuds because for the last year and a half, they've very poorly booked the winners and losers in his matches in these feuds, and they've played around with these fuck finishes and all this other shit. So I think Joe should win the title here, but I don't know that Joe will win. And so I'm going to pick, um, I'm, you know what? I'll pick Joe to win and AJ to retain. So I think I gave a different answer last night. So I said AJ last night. I still think AJ is going to win, but I'm going to say this. I feel like because it's not a cell match, that's leaning towards Joe. Because they wouldn't let AJ not win a cell. Yeah. Right? So Joe can sneak a win out of here by a roll-up or a poke in the eye or some kind of way, and it'll match the story because it'll be that classic story of uh, Hill gets a babyface's head, basically loses his head. Takes advantage of it. Boom, boom, bing, bang, boom. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of where it will go. But this feels just like, as you said, Chris, this feels a whole lot like Shinsuke and AJ again. It's just right, radically the same setup minus the double dick kick. So I feel like we're going to get to 
TLC is in October. TLC is probably going to be the end of this feud because we have the greatest greatest Australian Royal Rumble, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, and they're going to have they're having another match there. But TLC will be the final match, whether it's probably be a ladder match or something. But I do feel like Joe will win the title at the end of the feud, hopefully. But it ain't here. I don't. I don't. I don't see that. They Vince. Vince has been known to say that he wishes he had AJ Styles ten years ago. Vince, whether people fans want to believe that or not, Vince loves him the shit out of some AJ Styles. AJ's booking shows that. I was you. I was saying. Right. How many year long world title reigns have we seen not named Brock Lesnar? Recently, how many how many non big deals face Shane McMahon ever in any capacity and beat him? Yeah, and beat him. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I don't necessarily wish that Vince had AJ ten years ago, but I wish Vince had AJ five years ago. Yeah, I, I get with that because ten years ago he still had that pipsqueak haircut. Because I I remember no, everybody that. talking it's about just, it. That company that we don't talk about on this show was watchable 10 years ago because of Joe and AJ and Bobby Roode and Eric Young and all of the people that are not there anymore because they're with the WWE now. Uh, But like five years ago, I wish he'd have had AJ and Bobby Roode because AJ and Bobby Roode could have still been and Joe would have all still been stars. And this is interesting because, you know, this feud and one of the reasons and I, I've been trying to wrap my head around it because, Kyle, I agree with you. I think if if any feud deserved a hell of a cell, it was this one. And the only logical explanation I can come up with is that they're going to ride this out a little bit because you can make the argument that hell in a cell is kind of a culmination. And I don't think they're ready to culminate this because theoretically you've got the uh, greatest Australian rumble or whatever the hell that is. So that could be a schmoz finish. You've got TLC that also could be a schmoz. And then you've got the survivor series in November, which is now basically the AFC versus the NFC. I mean, you could theoretically ride this program out into Royal rumble if you wanted to. What it'll depend on. Here's what it depends on. Here's what that depends on. Are they going to do world champion versus world champion again at survivor series or are they going to have the world champions be in the five-on-five five brand superiority b- match this time? Well, I don't know that they'll do either of that because we do have, and this is my segue into my final match, they do have the Shield versus the Dogs of War that could easily be made five-on-five five if you throw uh, Finn in and bring back s Curl. Kurt back in, in or whoever you want <laughs> and make it a five on five thing. Like it's very feasible to do that. That'll be a fire really ass like, five on five. I yeah, you know, I really have enjoyed the Raw versus SmackDown aspect of Survivor Series. I feel like it's rejuvenated that show. I think so too. But I don't know. It depends on where Vince's mind is in booking, because Vince's and again I'm alluding to the next match but look at Vince's mind changes every week Mick Foley all of a sudden out of nowhere waddled on the raw and became the the um, the referee for the match the cell match and out of nowhere it got the power to make a match 
So, you know, like, stuff changes every week. I So maybe, I don't know. But, um, I, I got both, I got your, we, we got all our, uh, predictions out for that, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, the, yes. Yeah, for everything but the main event, yeah. Well, yeah. the main event, the big dog versus whatever the hell you want to call Braun, the monster among men, that's his name. Um, if there was ever a appropriate Hell in a Cell match, Roman and Braun are built to begin to sell. Because they have tried to murder each other. Like, they're, they're, so they're not Tom and Jerry, but what's the, um, on The Simpsons? Oh, uh, Itchy and, and Scratchy. scratchy. They're real it life did. Itchy and Scratchy. Because they out here trying to murder each other every chance they get. Um, and, and the violence gets worse and worse every time. Now, we know Foley's in the cell as the special referee. That's a red herring. Something's going to be involved with that. We know everybody, every, not everybody hates Chris. Everybody hates the Shield. And we know that them boys are close. So Ambrose and Rollins will be involved some kind of way, as will McIntyre and Ziggler, as will possibly the rest of the heel roster. The Geek Squad? The Geek Squad, as you will probably have called them. <laughs> so... Where are we going with this? This will end the night. This will be the last match tonight. I'm almost positive. What 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 are we what do we see? What are you guys seeing? I mean, here's where I'm at. I think Roman's gonna win. But here's what I'm gonna say. They either they need to shit or get off the pot with Braun Strowman. They need to shit or get off the pot with Braun Strowman because they keep putting him in these title matches, and if he loses, which I think he will. If he loses, this will be like the fourth time in a row that he's challenged for the title and lost. So either make him the champ already or figure out what the fuck you're doing with him. Well, first, can we uh, take a, a brief second to go back and appreciate Mick Foley's hair on Monday night? Like, he looked like he invested in Soul Glow. He looks like the Prince of Soul Glow. Like, he, he really does. Do you guys watch Ozarks on net on Netflix? I don't know. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, so I'm not going to use that joke. I'm just going to stick with the Prince of Soul Glow then. That, we'll, we'll just stick with that then. Yes, he does. He looks like, uh, yeah. Or Stoney Jackson. You can Google Stoney Jackson and look at his hair. I yeah, that. That, that's Yeah, that's Mick Foley. So just yes for that. <laughs> so... Conventional WWE booking says because Roman got the best of Braun on Monday night, he, he Samoan dropped him through a table. That would lead us to dictate that Braun is going to go over at the pay-per-view. However, I don't think that's what's best for Roman. Like, if we're really going to turn Roman into the guy, I don't think that's best for him. And we talked about this on Chairshot Radio as well, which you guys should check out on Chairshot Radio Network every Friday evening. I, you can't really have Roman lose so quickly because he just got the title six and a half minutes ago. And you run the risk of turning him into Dusty Rhodes. And the problem with that is, like, Dusty was a, a, a great babyface, but he was more over as chasing. And he never really got over as the champion. So you run the risk of turning Roman into Dusty Rhodes if you take the title off of him this quickly. I think Braun can absorb a loss because it's Roman and Roman has kind of reached that super Cena level or that Charlotte Flair level like there's no shame in losing to them so I yeah I, I just think somehow some way I think Roman is going to pull this one out and I, I think honestly that's what's best for business so Kyle said they need to either shit or get off the pot with Braun right 
Yes. They're about to drop a heavy deuce and not courtesy flush at all. Braun is about to come in here. I'm right. Terrible people. Braun is about to come out here and Braun smash on him to Roman Reigns. I'll give you three reasons. Three reasons why. Very quickly, very simply. Number one, Vince very clearly sees that Roman is better as a chaser than the chasee. That's facts. Because if he wasn't, Roman would have, by now, as all with all the shit we've been through, he would have had a very lengthy title reign at this point. He has not. He's lost more big matches than any other superstar. And he's like, he's like Edge in a lot of ways. Edge was always better challenging for the title than actually being champion. That's why every time Edge became champion, his best reigns were when he had a posse. Right. Well, that's, well, okay. So we we went on a tangent. I disagree. I think Edge is a better champion than Chaser because Edge was better as a heel and better as an opportunist. So he was better in getting in having posses and sneaking out of shit than he was sneaking into shit. Well, no, he was the ultimate opportunist because Edge was always great at finding a way, even when he was not in the title picture, to somehow come away with right. a title match and then become the champion. You're right, but maybe it's just because I can't picture a good portion of wrestling without Edge as champ. So maybe that's what it is. Of those years, Edge well, because, was champ well, for no, because the whole time. Edge was always a champ. Edge was always a champ in other capacities. Like Edge was tag team champ. He was intercontinental champ. He was always involved in these high profile feuds. But as far as world titles go, Edge was always better on the chase. No, you're right. Um. But Roman's at Roman's at a much higher level than him. Roman's at a level which only guys like Cena and I'm I'm not putting him on the same level as these guys. I'm saying the company has pushed him to this level, as but as, as a level as guys like Cena and Rock and Austin, like he's been pushed at that level. You know, so for him to lose as much, it's damn unheard of. So that's number one. Number two. When Braun and Roman get together, Braun wins. This is facts. They're, they're, and, and Braun Matt is his kryptonite. Braun is his kryptonite. And the one match Roman won was the first match they had, and Braun lost because his big ass went to the top of the rope and tried to do a splash. He ain't never done that before. Ain't never done it since. Okay? Number three, Braun is doomsday from DC in that he do some stupid shit, he figured it out, he won't do it again. Number three and most important, I alluded to this with Ambrose and Rollins, but the Shield right now have truly submitted themselves as the top baby faces of the show, if not of the company. They really, truly need to garner babyface heat. And the heels need to get real heel heat. The best way to do that, the, the most memorable thing we can get out of this entire show, is at the end of the show... McIntyre, Ziggler, and in the middle, Strowman, with their hands in the air, all holding all three championships. And us wondering, going into Raw, what the hell will the Shield do? Braun Strowman finally wins the championship. And then let's not forget the undercurrent about him. This is officially his cash-in, and people don't lose their cash-ins very often. Fair enough, but this is my my issue, and let's take Dusty Rhodes out of it because Dusty is a certified Hall of Famer. I'm worried that Roman is going to mess around and turn into Lex Luger. 
Because I see what the office sees in Roman Reigns, and I don't want him to become Lex Luger. And I feel as if he loses this quickly after finally finally vanquishing the beast, he runs that risk. But Luger never got the ball. Luger Lug- got the ball Lug- for a day. Luger never got... Oh, I'm sorry, exactly. for six days. For six days. Exactly. Roman's got the ball four times. Exactly. Roman's main event at WrestleMania got- four times. Like, so... They're, the company's very clear that you're our top guy. They were clear on Luger, too, though, and it just, for whatever reason, it never took. And one of the reasons it never took is because they kind of, it was like Lucy with the football and Charlie Brown. Like, every time you thought Luger was going to get it, Lucy pulled the football away. And I feel like this is akin to pulling the football away if you take the title off for of Roman this quickly. But I disagree because Luger was never the top guy on any company. Luger was always that guy pushing to be the top guy. Because when he... When Luger was in WCW and he was, they had the Lex Express and stuff, it was still Brett's show. Brett was still the guy. When he was in WCW, with all that, you know, with, 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 with the flexing and all that, it was still Sting's show. Sting was the guy. Like, Lex was never that number one guy that you can say, he's the guy we're building our company around. Roman has been that guy since, two, since late 2015. We're building our company was- around him. But Lex was never that guy because they were starting and starting with they were starting and stalling with the push. Sure. Like they never just went all the way in with the push. And I feel like it's the same way with Roman. They've never just went all in. Like he's got to have one. I feel like to cement him as the guy, he's got to have at least a six month title reign. So I don't think that it would behoove him to take the title off him when he just vanquished the beast. I feel I, I, I get that, but I, I disagree because we're in a different era where title reigns don't matter like they used to. When everybody argues about Roman Reigns and about why he's overpushed, you cannot say title reigns because Rollins has, has, has had is, is 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 stronger in that category. Owens, a lot of other people. The one thing that they always cite is, well, Roman made a event WrestleMania four times. No, no other wrestler in history has wrestled has made a event at WrestleMania. Well, I mean Hogan, but that's Hogan, right? Four times in a row, right? And he beat Triple okay. H, the who at the time was the COO of the company for the world title, and he semi-quasi-retired The Undertaker. So, like, this isn't just your standard, hey, well, he didn't get the push he needed to. Roman's been pushed further than a level. They just won't give him the crown. But he's the type of motherfucker that don't need the crown. He's going to knock the damn chair over. You know what I mean? So I see what no, you're saying, I, I but feel you. yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. But it's I, a, I feel like you, you you gotta let him run with the crown for a little bit, man. Like if that's gonna be your guy, you, eventually you got to you got to let him run with the crown a little bit. Kind of like what Kyle said with on Braun. I'ma flip it. You got to shit or get off the pot. But like, Braun never had like, the opportunity. No, that's fair, but that's, but I'm I'm using his analogy with Roman. Like you got to shit or get off the pot. Like they'll give him the title and then they'll pull it back. Like you got to just roll with it and see what happens. And and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out because you know you got Braun there. He's hot as a firecracker, and you can always go to that. If it doesn't work out, but you got to at least give it a shot. Kyle, I mean, I don't know. I just I feel like you capitalize on Braun while the iron's hot. Like he's not good. He's already cooled off some. He's not going to be as hot as he was. Again, well, so 
Give it to him now. Yeah, because the, the, if they were going to maximize him, I, I, I apologize, Ray, but if they were going to maximize Braun, they should have put the title on him when he fought Brock Lesnar at that pay-per-view last uh, July. And yeah. He that but clearly that wasn't the story they were telling but that's that was their optimum time to capitalize on on that was when he was at his hottest yeah yeah here's the question i want to ask you that i think might give us the answer we we want about this roman situation we're talking about do either of us any of the three of us and those of you listening tweet us we'll give you the twitter we'll give you the twitter at the end of the show and let us know what you think do any of us think that there's anything that they can do or anything possible to make Roman bigger. Bigger? I mean, not in this era. I'm not being facetious. I'm being, like, legitimately. Can Roman get any bigger? No, I don't think he can. So then, yeah, Ro- yeah. then, then Roman hasn't been, then Roman, then what you're saying about that they, 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 they don't want, they need to shoot a girl at the power of Roman? It can't happen if he can't get any bigger. He's reached his apex as a character. He's reached his apex as a persona in wrestling. Non-wrestling fans know who Roman Reigns is, if not only for the controversy, because most of us got kids and he's on Nickelodeon and he, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we, Roman Reigns is popular outside of wrestling now, right? So if Roman could get bigger, then he would need that title. That would be the one prop to get him there. If Roman can't get any bigger, then the title doesn't matter to him anymore. I think it's more of getting used to him being the guy. Not saying he's not the guy, but it's like, okay, fans, fuck what y'all talking about. This is our guy. We're hitching our wagons to him. Either like it or learn to love it. Point but, blank, period. You know what I mean? But don't you think that Vince enjoys that that ambiguity of not know of fans questioning if he is the guy or not? Don't you think Vince enjoys that? Because that breeds controversy that breeds twitters and podcasts and columns and that breeds interest because if roman was a guy if roman had a if roman had a 434 day reign like phil brooks did there wouldn't be much interest (laughs) did you did you really just call him phil brooks did you just really say philip brooks phil brooks (laughs) philip jack brooks and cm punk are two different people so i call him phil brooks yes um, Philip Brooks. Yeah, uh, but you know, you know what I'm saying. So, like, if if would it, would it be interesting if he if of all wrestlers, Roman had a 434 day reign? No, it, there would be no interest. It would make him the biggest heel in the in the company, which frankly he already is. Fair yeah. enough. We've been saying we, the, the Outsiders Edge has been saying that since 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 its inception. Look, I'm I'm gonna pass off the hosting duties to some. Better yet, we're gonna get out of here, cause I can't talk for shit. <laughs> I mean, we have gone over the whole show. Um, so final thoughts on Hell in a Cell. What do you guys think? Um, what? Better think... yet, what's the, what's the moment of the night gonna be? What's the moment of the night gonna be? Yeah. Um. Honestly, for me, just because I love Rusev Day, whatever happens in that match will be my moment of the night. Whether it is Rusev Day becoming the champs or Aiden English turning on Rusev, I don't care which one, that will be my moment of the night because I love Rusev Day. Um, 
the geek moment of the night will be when the geek squad gets beat the fuck down in either of the shield match or the Roman match because geek squad getting the beat down. The moment of the night, it's going to be a tie between the double yes locks with husband and wife on Ms. and Maurice and Jeff Hardy's suicide. Or homicide, depending on which way you look at it. But Jeff Hardy's death. Um. So. <laughs> well, I I still say the moment of the night will be Braun, Dolph, and Drew, ending the show, end with their arms raised in victory, holding all three championships, and us wondering what the hell are the Shield gonna do tomorrow night. So. Uh, for those of you listening, enjoy Hell in a Cell. It should be a very interesting show. Uh, we, we, we will be back here next week. Don't forget, first episode uh, that will officially be on Shot Radio as well. We have moved on to the block. So with that being said, gentlemen, uh, get, tell them where to find you. Chris, go ahead. Uh, first and foremost, man, I appreciate you gentlemen letting me on and being able to talk this shit, man. I've had a ball, so I, I thank you guys. Seriously, I'm very gracious. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt, and more importantly than that, since we're all chair shot family now, you melon farmers need to go take your stinking asses and go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up your official like a referee's whistle chair shot merchandise. We've got all types of shirts. We've got all shapes and sizes and colors. We've got people for men, women, sisters, and brothers from 18 to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. We've got a shirt for you. Make sure you guys join the movement. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Okay, Kyle. Um, all right, y'all know you can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. No spaces, <laughs> no periods. Pop. <laughs> it's a nickname my students gave me my first year of teaching. Did you like eat? Did, like, did you make s'mores in class as y'all no, watched, like Robin Hood? No, my last name is Moores, but I live in the ah. South. People can't pronounce it correctly. So I always introduce myself every year as. Good morning. My name is Mr. S'mores. Mr. S'mores. Mr. Moore's sounds like s'mores. If Uh, you can't say Moore's, I'd rather you call me Mr. S'mores. And so I have students who refer to me exclusively as Mr. S'mores. Pop. That's cute, though. That's a yeah, that's a good story, too. Uh, Well, before I say my stuff, shout out to my boy, Carl. You can follow him at Outsider Curvin. Um, we got like, the most entertaining Twitter of all of us. Oh, he's the only one that actually tweets. We don't tweet. Carl tweets all the time, every day. So yeah, follow him. He definitely will uh, give you some interest to follow or, or say. Um, you can follow your can, boy at. Oh, can, I, can I? Can I? Can I bury Carl right quick? Please sure. do. That, that's okay, what we sh- do on the show. For sure, yeah. Shout out to Carl, by the way, man. The only reason I'm here, ladies and gentlemen, is because he had to have his ovaries reupholstered. So shout out to him for having courage <laughs> at that procedure. And from the bottom of my heart and, and from the bottom of the chair shot family, we wish Carl nothing but a speedy recovery. We really do. We love you, Carl. Mwah, we love you, Carl. Get better soon. Get better soon. That went so much better than I thought it would. Oh, and I, I hope you got the car smell, Carl. Get the new car smell, brother. 
So we gonna start a beef between my two shows? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Am I beefing oh, with myself now? Oh, no. <laughs> you should have waited to say that at the end, because I can't follow that. Like, what can I do to follow that? You just gotta give the plugs, Rance. You just gotta give the okay. plugs. Shout out to our friends Ricky and Clive. You can follow them at Ricky and Clive Show. Oh my God. I I re- I'm trying to be professional here, but that shit was amazing. <laughs> Shout out to our friends at Keeping It Strong Style, Josh and Jeremy. You can follow them at Ki Strong Style. Oh, go! You got it. Keep going, man. Shit! Uh, wow. Uh, One Nation Radio with the homies Rich and James. You can follow them at One Nation Radio. Um. Grown men watch this shit with Chris and I think James. his co-host is also James, right? Well, his real name isn't James. His real name no, is but something else. K-Fabe. Yeah. K-Fabe. So that's at Grown Men Pod. And Social Suplex that. Network. You can shout out Social Suplex Network at Social Suplex. Follow us wherever podcasts are found or listened to. Chair Shot Radio. You can also look for Chair Shot Radio, Chair Shot Radio Network. Do we have a Chair Shot Radio Twitter? Yes, it's at the chair shot. Oh, but there's not and, one specifically for the podcast. Oh, for the podcast? Yeah. Uh, no, no, not not for the podcast. Just for okay. the uh, just for the website. Which, I mean, quite frankly, guys, man, if you're not going to thechairshot.com, it really is. And I'm not just saying this because we're involved and we're family now, but it's literally the premier site for wrestling news, reviews, Absolutely. and analysis with attitude, bitch. Chairshot.com. Remember to always use your Head. You, I mean, I, this turned into a roast battle fast as hell. Oh, Damn. and don't forget to follow Ray at it's Ray Cash, R E Y as in Mysterios, C A S H as in Dollars. Yeah, we're, we're not over shaming, ladies and gentlemen. Like, seriously, man, this was a, a serious procedure. It, it, it could have been very dangerous, very deadly. I believe he had to go under for a little bit. So we're we're, we're not over shaming. Like shout out to everybody that has, has over, and, and don't, don't they're, they're shamed about. Okay, we love you, we support you, we're here for you. Okay, <laughs> we really are. This I can't is even, this is I can't I can't even give them the follow your dream shit. I'll talk to y'all another time. Thank you for listening. <laughs> We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Later, y'all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.